podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and this is a Scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes, we do all the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, dramatised by Christopher Sergal in 1988. Why is it called that? The title of To Kill a Mockingbird carries a great amount of symbolic weight. It's the story of innocence destroyed by evil. The Mockingbird comes to represent the idea of innocence. Thus, To Kill the Mockingbird is to destroy innocence. Scout, the lead character's daughter, says, Remember, it's a sin to kill a mockingbird. That was the only time I ever heard Atticus say it was a sin to do something, and I asked Miss Morty about it. Your father's right, she said. Mockingbirds don't do one thing but make music for us to enjoy, but sing their hearts out for us. And that's why it's a sin to kill a mockingbird. Listen and discretion advised. There is sexual assault mentioned in this episode, and the R word is used to describe it. If you wish to pause this episode, now would be a good time to do it. To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, here, adapted by Christopher Sergal, centres on Atticus Finch's attempt to prove the innocence of Tom Robinson, a black man who has been wrongly accused of raping a white woman in 1930s Alabama. To Kill a Mockingbird was writ in 1960 and set in the 1930s in a small town of Maycomb, Alabama. It's narrated by Jean Finch, an older version of the younger, a six-year-old tomboy Scout Finch, who lives with her lawyer father Atticus and her ten-year-old brother Jem. During the tale, Scout, Jem, and their friend Dill try to make their reclusive neighbourhood Boo Radley leave his house. Boo has not been seen in Maycomb since he was a teenager. Many residents of Maycomb are racist, and throughout Atticus is asked to defend Tom Robinson, a black man wrongly accused of raping a white woman. Atticus takes on the case even though everyone knows he has little hope of winning. We see the trial develop through the childlike eyes of Scout and her older self, Jean as gradually both she and her brother learn some valuable life lessons from their father about tolerance, empathy, and understanding. The play is set during the Great Depression. Few people move in, fewer people move out, so it's just the same families doing the same thing for generation after generation. The Finch family consists of scrappy tomboy Scout Finch, her older brother Jem Finch, and their father Atticus Finch. Every summer, Scout and Jem are joined by Dill Harris, who shares their obsession with the local haunted house, the Radley Place, and the boogeyman who lives there, Boo Radley. Fall comes, Dill leaves, and Scout starts school. The Radley Place is in between Scout's home and school, so she has to go by it every day, usually at top speed. One day, she notices something odd, a couple of pieces of gum sticking out in a hole in a tree. She tells Jem about it, and soon they find other treasures hidden in the same place, including finely carved soap figurines of Scout and Jem themselves. This lasts until the following fall, when they find that Mr. Nathan Radley, Boo's brother, has filled in the knothole with cement. That winter, disaster strikes. Miss Morty's house catches on fire and burns to the ground. While a sleepy scout stands on the street trying not to freeze, someone drapes a blanket over her shoulders without her noticing. Turns out that someone was Boo Bradley. And it freaks Scout out that he was right there and she didn't even notice. At school, Scout gets flack from her classmates because her father, a lawyer, has taken a new client, a black man named Tom Robinson. Over the summer, Gem and Scout learn important lessons about race. 
and they also learn that Tom Robinson's been accused of raping a white woman. Finally, the day of Tom Robinson's trial. The kids sneak over to see, and it's pretty obvious to everyone that the white woman, Mayella Ewell, is lying. An all-white jury in the racist Jim Crow South leads to Tom being convicted, despite the fact that Tom Robinson is physically incapable of committing that crime. Unfortunately, some of the white townspeople aren't too happy about Atticus basically accusing the girl and her dad, Bob Ewell, of lying. Then a few weeks later, Tom is dead, shot while trying to escape prison. As if things aren't bad enough, Gem and Scout hear rumours that Bob Ewell has been indirectly threatening Atticus. One dark night, they're on their way home from the school's Halloween pageant when they hear someone following them. Suddenly, they're attacked, though Scout can't see much because of her costume. When things calm down, one man is on the ground and another carries the injured and unconscious Gem back to the Finch house while Scout follows. When all the excitement dies down, it turns out that Mr. Ewell, the girl's dad, is dead from being stabbed with his own knife. Jem's arm is broken, and Boo Radley is the one who carried Jem home. The play ends with Jean, the older scout, looking at her neighbourhood with new eyes from the Radley house, wondering if her younger self knew about Boo being a decent person. Scout confirms she did know, and tells her father that Boo might be decent, and her father ends the play by telling her that most people are. If you didn't know the play before, you do now a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want mentioned. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Although much of this script was original, some came from Schmoop and LitCharts and Wikipedia. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Hale Brie for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. Listening.